0: Every day. Not a lazy mom got no time to play, always on the go, you on the but it's time for the show. Hey, hey, hey everybody. Back to another amazing episode of the Not for Lazy Moms podcast. Chris is missing in action because we are talking about mompreneurs, so I had to kick him to the curb today. Um, we are joined by my amazing co-host from every week, Allie Jacobs. What's up, Allie? Hey, what's going hey. on. Nothing much. I'm really excited about this topic today. We have a beautiful special guest, Ariel Lewis, who is an amazing mompreneur. And I can't wait to really dig into this because she is an amazing speaker and she does business consulting for people like us.
1: <laughs> super moms. I wear my super mom shirt today, just before to yeah. this topic.
0: <laughs> also, how are you doing, Ariel, with the homeschooling and everything else?
1: I'm surviving it just like everybody else. Honestly, it's uh, we're doing it one day at a time.
0: Yes, awesome. So Ariel is the founder and CEO of a national experiential marketing firm called A List, and it's an on-site bridal beauty company called Ariel Lewis LLC. She actually quit her profession of being a speech language uh, pathologist to start and become her entrepreneurial uh, business. On uh, of on-site bridal uh, consulting, which is amazing to me because you are the essence of beautifying women. <laughs> <Thank> you, <laughs> yes. So I think some of the main points that we want to hit on today are: what challenges do you face when it comes to uh, being a full-time mom who wants to also be an entrepreneur? How do you balance work life and mom life and then married life? So we have a lot of questions that we're going to be getting into. Um, A lot of people, they know my background with Not For Lazy Moms and how it started. And they also know Allie's background with her business and how she got started. So I just want to give you the floor so that you can give a little bit of background information about who you are and your amazing business empire that you've built.
1: Thank you. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. I love sharing my story and just being brutally raw about the truth. And that's why I think that Not For Lazy Moms just was something that I was like, I need to, I need to find an opportunity to speak on that platform because it's a lot of like-minded women like ourselves. Um, So, I mean, you pretty much hit all the checkpoints, right? 2011, my daughter was born. I was a speech pathologist. Uh, Prior to that, I had been a makeup artist in college. I really knew that that was my passion and it wasn't so much the makeup aspect of it, although I was talented at makeup and I really enjoyed it. It was an artistic outlet. It was that one-on-one connectivity with women. It was that ability to like transform a moment, make feel so confident that brought me Tremendous joy so I told my parents I wanted to be a makeup artist move to New York like do the whole thing They're like, oh cool. So you want to be a homeless woman. That's what you want. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. That's, don't do that. So stick with school, grad school, all that. And I, and I went through all of it and I didn't hate my job, but I just I didn't love it. I wasn't like, oh wow, every day I get to wake up and hang out with other people's kids all day. And then after having my own kid, I was like, man, I really don't think I can do this. I don't think I can be with my own child all day and then come home to other kids. You know what I mean? Like the other way around. But so I decided one day on a whim, really, I said to Eric, I was like, what do you think if I were to like freelance doing makeup again? he was like, I mean, like as a side gig, I was like, as like a quit my job and do that instead kind of thing. And he was like, um, I don't know about that. And frankly, I mean, I wanted to be a stay at home mom at the time. So I thought, oh, it will be perfect. I can work, you know, be with my daughter all day and then just do this little side hustle where I have a little bit of money to bring in because it just the thought of being completely dependent on my husband financially really freaked me out because yes. I could just, my husband's in finance. As Monique, you know, my husband, um, you guys sat on a board together and he's a wonderful man, but he's absolutely a finance guy. Right. So the idea of him giving me like a budget for every little thing I could spend freaked <laughs> me out. I don't care if I just make enough money to like get my nails done and my hair done and I have to ask for that. You know, so yeah. um, so that's really where it started. And at that point, my dog is trying to come in here. No, Milo, my kids aren't going to be the ones to interrupt me. It's going to be my. Yeah,
0: I have that issue with T'Challa all the time. <laughs> ali, you, look, ali, you look like you had a question i'm just on so, your head because ali we talk about the whole finance thing a lot and i think that is very real for a lot of moms out there is that you want to be independent and you don't want to feel like you're basically growing up and daddy's telling you what to do all over again you right. want that financial freedom that's and you right. don't want to feel like you have to ask for anything. You want to just do what you want to do. You're independent. The mindset is a little bit different. So um, I know, Allie, you've dealt with that even in your marriage and your relationship. So it's like, it's real, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, I feel like you're telling your story and I'm just nodding and nodding. I'm like, yep, totally have been there. You know, similar with you, I I was in the, I had this great job that again, like didn't love it. Like I should have. Um, but, and my husband was like, yes, take the time you want, figure it out. But I didn't want to be 100% dependent. Um, Mm -hmm. because even though, you know, your husband might say it's our money, money's fungible. It's our money. It's okay. You still want that little bit where it's like, I really don't honestly want you to know how much it costs to color my hair. Like I want to be able to do that myself. I don't want you to know how much I spend on a manicure. Right. (laughs) I get it.
1: You know, so I went down the path of just thinking, okay, I want to be a stay at home mom. Turns out I don't want to be a stay at home mom. I don't like being a stay at home mom. That's not for me. That for me is a very, um, it's just a difficult thing. I need to have my own creative outlet and I need to feel financially independent, uh, to an extent I'm, you know um and i just need some time away from my kids in order to be my best self with my kids yeah. so the snowball effect started happening i started getting word out i started marketing a lot i started doing just so many things to try to promote the business, wound up meeting other artists who were equally talented, when partnering up with them, and that's when the real business was born because it became no longer just myself freelancing, it became me and a team of incredible hair and makeup artists that travel all throughout the DMV to do makeup and hair for wedding days, and then something weird happens to me when I'm pregnant. And I get very antsy to start something new. So when I was pregnant with my son in 2016, I started the A-List, which is the experiential marketing company.
0: That's awesome. Did you ever ever have any moments where you just felt like, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and I really want to do this. And sometimes I feel a little bit more fulfilled when I'm doing my business versus being a mom, you know, and then how do you deal with that? Because some women tend to feel very guilty. And to me, I don't think we should feel guilty about wanting to do both things. Men do it all the time. You're right. And I I
1: think that it would be a lie if I said I never felt guilty because I sure have. I sure have. There have been times, especially in the beginning, when there's just, you know, those first three years of your business, your blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, it's nonstop. And you love it so much. You're so excited by the thought of like, Bringing it to light that it consumes you sometimes, and you do find yourself being like, "I'm doing that thing that I don't like to do." Where my daughter wants to like hang out, and I'm like, "Just one more minute, just five more minutes, just ten more minutes, just fifteen more, twenty more minutes." The next thing you know, it's like dinner time, bath time, and we didn't really get to do that quality hangout time. So one thing that has really helped is after the you know deep dive chaos of building the business. I could start working on systems. And at this point, one of the things I mentioned to you, Monique and to the group, when we met up the other day was yeah. at this point, I've been 10 years in my bridal company. It's been uh, three years in the A-list company. Um, it's such a well-oiled machine, the, the bridal company. 95% of that company is run by my operations manager. Um, she's amazing. Uh, I put out fires here and there, but I work one day a week right now. So the balance, it's like you can have it all, you just can't have it all at the same time. Now I'm back to... I'm full-time virtual mommy mode with my kids, you know, like that is my full-time job. People can talk to me on typically just on Tuesdays and sometimes on Thursdays where I carve out time for work, but the guilt, I mean, it's, we're human and we're moms. So we have that innate maternal nature that calls to us. Um, But I think that if we realize we're no good to anybody, if we're not good on our own, you know, and if this is fulfilling us, then it's really actually benefiting your whole family. Um, that's that's the way I think of it now. So
2: that's,
0: that's amazing. How about you, Allie?
2: I feel like when you're, when you're starting a business, um, if you want it bad enough, if you really just feel this, you know, whether it's right, your, your bridal company or or the marketing company, if you want it bad enough, you will make it happen. And yes, you have to take sacrifices along the way. But I know personally for me, you know, with my um, consulting business and even doing, you know, the not for lazy moms. The social media is its own machine, and and the websites its own machine. If you want it bad enough, you figure ways to find that quality time with your kids. You know, hey, listen to them spending thirty minutes with them where you're fully engaged and fully present means the world to them. And lately, with quarantine and with virtual school and and things looking a little different, there's a lot of my husband and I both working after the kids' bedtimes, and it kind of mm-hmm. is what it is but if you want right. that enough you will deal with it.
1: That's okay. absolutely right. I that's say to people like you know they'll say things like how do you crunch all your work into just Tuesdays because that's my main day right now and it's like okay so Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday I'm on full-time mommy mode right now. Like don't call me, don't email me, don't expect a quick reply. I carve out certain things where I can but majority of people know within my business at least and my clients um, I'm not accessible right now. I'm in this weird virtual world and I need to stay there with my kids to help support them through it. Um, but on Tuesdays, when I shut that door, don't come ask me for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that the dog ran outside. Find your dad. Find our, our help alley. Find somebody else to help. Go talk to about that because that's my day. And when my daughter would say to me sometimes, you know, to your point, I mean, Ali, you're saying like quality time versus a quantity of time, My like quality time with my kids is so much better now because I'm, I'm able to separate all these things and not have any guilt because I know that when I, before this podcast today, I was out in the woods with my son with rain boots on catching, you know, minnows in the Creek. Like we had a great time. Um, And I, it's just separating it
2: is necessary and finding that time to, yeah, I think, better. I think you're bringing up a you know. great point of uh, carving out that time and being organized yeah. you know especially as a mompreneur you you can't just have everything floating in your head of all the things you have to do you kind of really have to map out what it all looks like and yeah. everybody knows for me too 2 30 every day that's my time with my kids i pick my kid kids up from school we go we play i am fully in the mommy mode zone mm-hmm. But before that right if you need me there you go but like you need to map everything out and then communicate that with your team, with people you have meetings with, with your partner, whoever that is. So everybody knows this is what it all looks like. This That's
0: is what-, what
1: being a girl boss is about. You yeah,
2: know?
0: and I also believe that. Um, Having that routine is definitely, I mean, I don't know what I would do without it. Having those office hours, knowing exactly when I'm going to be focused on work and then focused on my kids. And sometimes, uh, you know, the lines tend to blur because sometimes your kids might need something at that immediate moment or they might have an emotional meltdown. And you're like, "Okay, I really need to tend to this. Um, What are some of the techniques that you use to drown out the noise when you are trying to get an important assignment done? or just an assignment that you really enjoy. There's sometimes when I'm working on certain things with Not For Lazy Moms, and I'm like, I enjoy doing this much more than being mommy right now. So y'all yeah. need to out. <laughs> you out. Know, so uh-huh. what are some of the techniques that you use just to drown out the noise? Because sometimes you need to be creative and have that brain space to get your next goal accomplished. So sometimes I literally have to tune them out. They'll yeah. be yelling and doing whatever, and I'm just like, I don't even hear you. You'll you'll survive. You're not gonna die. Right. Um,
1: okay. so yeah. <laughs> so, okay. My daughter's nine. My son is four. My daughter grew up her whole life. I've had a business, and I've been very conscientious from the time that she was small to communicate with her that this business is something that I really love and is super important to me. And now at nine, she's like cognitively able to have these conversations with me where like right now I said to her, look, I'm going to go do this podcast interview. I'm really excited about it. Please don't come to me for anything. Um, You know, dad is here and he's available. He's your go-to right now. But explaining it to her, like when I had to go, for example, You know, maybe I had uh, an event in Miami or something. I specifically remember her being like, well, I don't want you to go. Like, don't go, to go. You're going to sleep away for like a whole weekend. I want you to be here. And I was like, well, let me tell you something. I want to go. You want want the honest truth? I'm going not because I have to go. I think that you're communicating a certain thing to your kids when you're saying, oh, I know. I wish I could stay here with you, but I just can't. You know, I have to go do this work thing. It's like, no, 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 no. I want to go do that work thing. Like a lot, very badly. And one day I hope you grow up to love your job so much that you wanna go and do your work thing. You know? So the communication with the kids, I think, really helps because she doesn't make me feel guilty. It's like, my kid loves me the same way I love her. And she's, she might not be an adult, but she's a little human, right? And she can understand on her level what's going on. And ultimately, I think it just empowers her to be like, wow, my mom, my mom really likes her job. And I hope I really like my job one day. Cause I think that's really important. Your job is a big part of your
0: life. You know? Yes. Yes. I love when my kids say, mommy, you deserve a break too. <laughs> My son, he'll be quick to uh, to remind my husband how many days in a row I might have prepared breakfast. So he'll, mm. say, hey, it's your turn because mommy did make us pancakes two days in a row. <laughs> mommy needs a break too. <laughs> you no, know, I do want to ask about that uh,
2: because you know Monique and I always talk about how our husbands have been incredibly supportive on our mm-hmm. mompreneur journeys. And um, how has it been? You know, when you first. Talked about, or, or actually, even not when you first, but when your business really started growing and growing. How, how was that with um with your partner?
1: So Eric has always been really, really supportive. I've got to say that, and and I think that that's a that's an unfair reality, right? Because as women who aspire to be entrepreneurs, who are also mothers and wives, it's not an even playing field. That's the reality of it, right? Some husbands aren't super supportive. And so mm-hmm. everyone has dealt their own deck of cards and you have to make the best out of the deck of cards that you have. For, for us, you know, he was super supportive, but also he's a finance guy. So he's like, where are the numbers? Where I didn't want to put that pressure on my business because I'm like, this is great. This is fulfilling me. And he's like, okay, cool. but you know, you need to deep dive into the metrics and you know the finances and we need to make sure that this is worth the going and getting child care so that you can work and, and this kind of stuff. So that was one of the things that put some pressure on my business through you know, my marriage. frankly, like that was one of the things that I'm grateful for because without him, I may not have been as successful you know, because I wouldn't have been in tune with that as much. That's just not the way that my brain works. It works that way now, but he, he very much taught me that. Um, there were times where, you know, I, I feel like in, in business there's ebbs and flows. There's times where it wasn't up here and it was around here. And he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, how are we either going to fix that? Or is this just something that you need to stop doing? And that's a really painful thing to, I think women don't admit it enough. I think entrepreneurial women just pretend that it's always on this like upward slope 24 seven. And it's like, no, it's not. Get out of here. I don't believe you for a second if if you're saying that it is Um, because most businesses just don't function that way, you know? Um, And I think that he's, he he has been super supportive. So I really just can't say that like there was ever a time where I said, Eric, I'm going to go on this business trip for a week. And he was like, heck no, you're not, you know, but some women do have to deal with that. And that's a struggle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's like, I I I would, I would, yeah it's like i really want to understand for the people that are listening um when they do have that goal and then they reach those points of difficulty when they're trying to reach those goals how do you deal with the self-doubt? How do you deal with the, because everyone reaches that moment where they're like questioning, like, wait, was this the right move? Should I have done this? Maybe should maybe I should have waited a little bit. Um, maybe people aren't as receptive right away to what I thought was such a great idea. And Sometimes you just have to keep sticking with it and the people who see the beauty in your vision will come. I remember when I first launched Not for Lazy Moms on the major platform that I was able to, which was from the uh, the show Real Housewives of Potomac, um, I did not expect that I would have so much backlash for the title of my business when there's so many mom businesses out there that are called lazy mom. So to me, that was kind of like a slap in the face when I hear lazy mom, because I'm like, it's impossible to be a mom and be lazy. This is such a tough job that's 24 Mm seven. Whether you're a full-time mom or you're a working mom or stay at home mom, it is a job that you can't possibly be lazy. So when I did the name search and I said, not for lazy moms, there was not one company that came up where it said it's not a lazy mob, you know? So it's right. like, incredible. So you have that 50%, 50%, but the people who did see the potential and they saw the vision, that's what kept me going. And we talked about this before um, on one of our other shows where it's important that you surround yourself with like-minded people who can push you into your your dream you know mm-hmm. they can see the potential in your business they can challenge you keep you accountable but mm-hmm. at the same time they're encouraging you along the way so okay. I'm grateful for the support that I've even received with this platform because it really has helped me to push to the next level and to continue to focus on what my goals are for the future
1: yeah I think that's really well said and the only thing I can add to that is just a simple fact that sometimes we have to face reality and if a, if an idea isn't working, it's okay to give ourselves permission to tweak it if it needs to be tweaked. You know, there's no shame in pivoting and tweaking. Um, and a big part of the risk of being an entrepreneur is you might put two years of blood, sweat, and tears into a concept, and it just doesn't take off, you know? So you have to make a choice at that point. And well, to your point, when you have to surround yourself with the right people that are going to, that want to do everything in their power to help that concept come to fruition. But for, for example, for me, A-list experiences, I mean, that market is trade shows and large-scale events like the New York Food and Wine Festival. I can't do that right now. So I spent two years building a company, networking my tail off, and now the pandemic happened, and there's just nothing I can do about it. I have to accept that. I have to, I have to say, okay, lessons learned hopefully one day i can go back to that but for
2: right now i can't just keep trying to do that i got to
1: move and do something else
0: uh you
2: hit you hit such a great point just talking about how you have to pivot i mean especially right now with the pandemic that you, your business that you put everything into my business um was only had just turned a year and was really about to go like this and then yep it went right back down because mm-hmm. of the pandemic and And that's, again, why you need a good team who can keep it real with you and who can brainstorm with you. And, you know, maybe your partner can brainstorm with you as well about how to make it work and what you can do to make your business still be relevant during this
0: time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That was one of the reasons that we started doing on Not For Lazy Moms Instagram Wind Down Wednesdays. We had a whole plan for this year. To start our mommy meetups, to have events where they were more catered to uh, experiences, like like kind of like what you do, Ariel. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to have like a workout mommy meetup where we go to a gym. And now all these moms are coming out. We have Not For Lazy Mom swag. We talk a little bit about what the concept is and encourage each other while we're doing this workout. And we were going to hit different types of workouts, yoga, Pilates, like whatever. We would meet up there and have our little session and we had a whole calendar laid out for this year and all of that had to you know get thrown up and throw like crumbling into a bag toss <laughs> it in the trash because we're in this pandemic so the reason why we started having to like kind of pivot as you said is because we still want that engagement And we still want to get the word out there and for people to be excited and encouraged, especially during this time. Um, So we started to do the wind down Wednesdays just so that we can keep that connection going with the people that follow us. So, yeah, sometimes you just kind of like say, all right, let me figure out another way around this 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 pothole (laughs) and make it work. (laughs)
1: Literally. (laughs) Yes.
0: yes, yes. I was wondering when it comes to society there's this uh interpretation that women are supposed to uh i guess focus on their children more than their careers and it almost seems as though they make it seem like there's nothing and there's no way around it (laughs) you know it's like you're a woman you have to focus on your kids first and your career has to be secondary but then when you look at men it's like, okay, they can focus on their career first and be a provider, but being a father is secondary. And it's mm-hmm. like, how do we change that narrative? How do we encourage other women out there to stop having that guilt? Because at the end of the day, it should be equal. The father should not be babysitting his kids. That's no such thing as that. You know? So, I think
1: we're already doing it. Yeah. I really do. I think we're already doing it. I think that. That pressure that you're talking about, at least from what I've seen and from the women that I've you know spoken with regularly on this topic, because it comes up a lot, that pressure is more so from our grandparents and our parents and like their grandparents, you know? Um, it's this society and culture from like the 50s where the, the man was, you know, the breadwinner, the woman was maybe a secretary on the side, something after the kids grew up and got out of the house. I mean, but that's not the world we live in right now. And so we're actively crushing that philosophy within the way that we're raising our children today right because women like us right the three of us on this call for sure are the type of women that are like okay so i have a podcast to go do right now bye babe i'll see you and if he's like well i have a meeting too i don't know you need to figure that out because (laughs) i figure it out for you when it's my turn and now it's your turn so bye you know Um, or you know my husband Bedtime routine. I'm with them all day. When Cruz, my son comes up, he's like, read me a bedtime story. I'm like, oh, buddy, I love you so much. But no, I don't <laughs> want to read you the bedtime story because I did all the things with you all day today. And this is my one time to like go for a walk and have some headspace to myself or check my emails or do whatever the heck I want to do because daddy has been working all day and hasn't had any opportunities to see you. And now he does. And I don't want to take that away from daddy.
0: Yes. I Just love it. honest. <laughs> <laughs> no I love that Ali what do you got what do you got I, I
2: feel Your like I might here. be I feel like I might be a little judged here um I totally I, look I totally agree I mean my husband if he had something if the kids were home right now he would make sure they were super quiet so that I could do this podcast mm-hmm. I will say though you know my business I hope one day it's as successful that it's paying our mortgage but right now he His job is paying our mortgage and his job is, you know, what's really helping us put food on the table. And so it's not because he's a man. It's just because that's just how it is right now. So if he has a call, you better believe that I'm going to make sure that everybody's out of the house. You know, he's working from home right now. So I am going to prioritize his calls a little bit more. I, I just, you know, I'm I'm not downplaying my business and he's not by any means. But I need him to, you know, pay that mortgage. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, I think that's such a valid point. And I think that I say, you know, Eric, Go because I have to go do this podcast. Like this is an opportunity where it worked out. But I told Monique I was like, I need to just check with Eve. It's cool because you're right. Eric is our primary breadwinner, especially right now with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he and I have this open communication where he's like, look, if a really cool opportunity comes your way, I'm going to do everything in my power to shift things around so that I can make it work for you. But if not, and he's on the phone with the CEO of the bank, I'm not going to be like, well, my podcast are not releasing moms take precedent over that. No, right. like this we're a team, we're a partnership. But I think it's just the fact that like in our society today, we're really lucky to be in marriages where it's normal for guys to feel like they have to help with the dishes too. You know, like they have to make breakfast too. They Mm -hmm. have to do bedtime routine sometimes too. You know, it's just, it's nice.
0: I think communication, the communication is so key. And I think that's probably the difference between women of our day versus women of a different time is that instead of, Speaking up and saying, "Well, hey, I have been doing this all day, and I'm really burnt out, and I'm tired, and I really want to focus on this." It's always just like, "I'll deal with it. I'm, I'm superwoman. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to hold it all in." And then you yeah. get to the point where you explode. But <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that we're having the conversation with our spouses and letting them know, like, "Hey, let's work at this together. Mm-hmm. Um, be more present with the kids, and you know." Thank you for being that great provider, but I need you to be the father as well. I need you to be the husband as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, taking those roles as they come and not genderizing the roles. You know, yes. so making them so that this is the role that needs to be done. And both of us can fulfill those things. It's not yeah. just meant for mommy or daddy, but I definitely feel you with the whole uh, just appreciating what your husband does bring to the table as far as paying the bills. Because I've had times in my marriage where me and Chris go back and forth because he feels like I'm devaluing what he's brought to the table because of me, just having this expectation that I need his help. I need you to step up some more because I'm tired and I'm burned out. And I don't want that to be the message. I'm not trying to take away what you've provided because I totally appreciate it. But sometimes I need a little bit more. There's certain things that money can't buy that I need, like peace of mind or sleep. You know, so- Uh, Totally. I totally get you with that one.
1: Yeah. And I think when when the, the one other thing I'll say is like, just, I get that there's, you know, we're trying to break down the barriers of gender roles, but at the same time, I think anyone who's a mom and especially new moms, you remember like back when your babies were little or even like toddlers, we as women, like we judge our husbands sometimes for how they interact with them, especially, I mean, I don't, I'm speaking for myself here, but I've had this conversation with other moms where, especially when it's new, we're so attentive to our babies like every little thing like I get that they don't talk yet but like ooh and ah at them and like look at books with them and do the blocks with them and like you just and we're so bombarded by like be this perfect mom like teach your kids all the board, like,
2: all the time
1: yep so when he would like lay with Selena on the couch and just watch football and like not even be looking at her I'd be like really so when it's my turn right and she's with me i'm doing all of this stuff to like enrich her mind and when she's with you i mean you basically just lay her lay her there and let her watch yes. let with you is that what's happening and it's like i would get so enraged with it that finally after like 3 probably like 3 years i was like you know what forget it he's going to have his own thing that he does with her i'm going to be my own way with them release the control, stop being a micromanager of your husband, and just let them do their thing. And now today, they've got the most beautiful, I mean, she is so much a daddy's girl. They go on father-daughter dates, they do, like, they have their own little handshakes that I don't know what what that's about. Like, they they have their own relationships with them. Just trust them to have their own relationships with their kids, and don't try to micromanage what they're doing with them, because they're never going to live up to your expectations. They're just not. Our roles as moms and dads are different in some ways. We're just innately built differently, you know?
2: I used to get so annoyed at my husband for the same exact reason. The same thing. I mean, there'd be a Penn State football game, and that's what he'd be doing with our son. And I'm like, why aren't you on the ground playing with him and you know, being doing everything he asked you to do? And I went to my therapist about it. And my therapist was like, this sounds so cheesy and stupid. She was like, but I want you to repeat after me, Daddies do it differently. She was like, plain and simple. She was like, you need to have that in the back of your mind all the time. Daddies do it differently. Let it go. Don't leave him a schedule of when he needs to eat or what, you know, toys he
0: likes. Stop. Let it go. There you go.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then once we're able to finally release a little bit, so long as, see, the one thing I love about having that routine and that schedule is that. If the baby's kept in routine and in line, it makes life easier for us at the end of the night. So I'm like, okay, move your way, but please don't forget to feed the baby. Like, please don't forget to <laughs> do these certain things so that the baby's not like going crazy by the time that I have the baby next, you know, and it makes my life even harder. And then I'm like picking up the pieces for all the ones that you dropped all day. So, so yeah, I totally get that. They definitely do it different. And I think that was also a turning point for me, being that I'm trying to build a business and literally building an empire, um, I had to let go of certain things and just say, okay, he's going to do it his way and I'm fine with that. So what um, advice would you offer for moms who have that business idea in their mind, but they don't know how to take that first step? Maybe they feel a little discouraged. Maybe they feel like they can't do it. What would be the one thing that stuck out in your mind when you made that leap from being a speech pathologist to being an entrepreneur, literally starting from scratch? What would be that one key thing that stands out that really made you say, I got this, I can do it? I mean, I think Allie hit the nail on the
1: head earlier. She said, you know, when you want something badly enough, you will find a way. And that's just true. It's just a fact i mean and you can any woman on this planet i'm sure can relate it even if it's not in entrepreneurial uh, capacity if it was you know you really wanted to find a way to pay for college and you didn't have the financial means to do it you found a way to work two jobs and get through college or you know you really wanted to go through technical school or something like that or you really wanted to have a baby or you really wanted anything anytime we really want something we find a way. So when you're feeling like, oh, am I going to be able to do this? This is so hard. It's like, remember all go back and meditate on all those times in your life that you wanted something really badly. And it was hard. This is no different from that. It's yes. also hard and that's okay. But like roll up your sleeves and figure it out because if you want it badly enough, you will. And so find yourself a good support system, find other women who aren't superficially going to BS you and tell you that everything is awesome all the time. It's not, you know, like find your people. And it doesn't have to be a whole group of like 10 best girlfriends. It could just be one or two people that you trust. And my second piece of advice is no matter what um, field that you're trying to get into. So for example, I was trying to step into the wedding vendor world. Find yourself if you're trying to step into the photography world or trying to step into, you know, the accountant world, whatever. Find yourself somebody else who's doing that and try to cultivate a relationship with them because nobody else is going to get it the way that you and she are going to get it, you know? And if you can find the type of women that are like-minded and not going to think that you're just trying to like copy them or steal from them or be limited mindset like that and can really be like, okay, so here's the deal with the wedding vendor world. Here's the things that are changing. Here's, you know, just back end stuff. It can really be helpful to have somebody that's in it with you.
0: Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And then something that you're truly passionate about. Um, I never thought that I would enjoy being a mom as much as I enjoyed being a mom to the to the point that I literally crafted a business about being a mom. <laughs> you know, I just really, I think it kind of blew my mind when I held my my first son for the first time. And I was just like, wow, I'm responsible for how his life turns out. And there's so much that I still don't know. And I just wondered how many other women are out there that have that same feeling. <laughs> you know, So it's, if you find what you're passionate about, you're going to be successful because the love and the everything that you feel about that is going to exude. And then other people will feel that energy and they'll love it and they'll buy right into it.
1: That's so true. And I think sometimes for women, it's like they don't even get to that point where they've got the idea that they're scared of how is it going to work out. They just know that they want to do something. You know, and so it's like you got to figure out that passion piece because the amount of grit that it takes to keep pushing forward on, you know, fulfilling the idea that's in your head and making it come to fruition is so exhausting that if you're not incredibly excited about it, you will eventually drop it. So Mm -hmm. you got to deep dive on your own and think, like, what is it that I really want to do? And sometimes it's not the thing that you really you know, initially thought, um, I, I talk to women in business all the time, just through my business consulting. They're like, so I really want to be a public speaker. Like, that's what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, okay, great. So like, tell me why you know that that's what you want to do. And they're like, You're Well, I've actually never public spoke, but I think I'm really gonna be good at it. And I'm, I just like, I don't know. I just see myself doing it. I'm like, okay, so is that your business right now? Well, no, um, I'm a, I, I paint like murals, right? And people buy my murals and they love my murals. But I don't really want to do that. And I'm like, okay, so let me just get this straight. People pay you money for your murals, but you want to be a public speaker. So there's a disconnect there on what you're doing and what you're good at and what the world is telling you they want from you as a business and then what you want to do. So you got to find a way to marry the two things, right? Or come to reality of the fact that like, who's gonna pay you to public speak right now? Off what topic? On like doing what? Educate yourself in that world. If you're so excited about it, find something that's really worthy of people being like, oh, I wanna hear you public speak about that, you know? So that it makes sense to, to do that. Does that make sense? I don't know.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a great point on educating yourself. Like just because you want to start this business and you have this great idea, you need to gather as much information as possible as what mm-hmm. that world looks like, the competitors, mm-hmm. what clients are looking for um, before you just jump in. You need to know what you're getting into.
0: Yeah, yes. It's so easy to say, oh, I'm going to hire somebody to do this, that or the other for you. But you need to know how that business works firsthand because you'll know how to make it even better when you have that firsthand experience. When I started writing my book and then when I got to the point where I wanted to you know, get it published, it took me on this long journey where I literally just ended up self-publishing because I was able to research all of the ins and outs of the publishing world. And I said, you know what, I can do this myself. <laughs> and I learned so much that I said, okay, now I can open up a door for other moms out there who have a book that they wanna put out there, but maybe the big time publishing companies won't pick it up. Hey, come on over to Not For Lazy mom. Send me your book. Send me a ready book. I don't have time to be editing y'all because people keep sending me their manuscripts and I'm like, okay, have cover ideas. Do you have, no, we don't have anything. Okay. Yeah. You got some more work to do. There's a service for that. There's people that can do that.
1: There's editors, there's ghostwriters. There's, you know, all those things, but yeah.
0: Yes. I love it though. I have a, a question before we go what do your kids think you do all day? <laughs> does being a mompreneur ignite self-confidence in them? Um, does it encourage your child to be that out-of-the-box thinker? I sometimes wonder, like, what do my kids think that I do? You know, And I remember years ago when we were dropping my son off to school, um, I just asked him and I said, what do you think mommy and daddy does all day? And he said, oh, mommy, I, I can't remember what he said that I did, but he said that um, he said, and daddy, daddy drinks Caymus and watches football. <laughs> and He thought that's what we did. And he thought that I just, he said, oh, mommy, you're at home waiting for me to get out of school. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> the funniest
1: thing my daughter ever said, she was probably like right around my son's age right now. She's about four years old. And I would do uh, a lot of makeup for you know, if there was a celebrity or somebody in town that I need to spend the night because it was a multiple day thing that I had to do, I would have my husband and my daughter come to my hotel room and have dinner with me at night, you know, and like, just so I could spend some time with them. And then they would go and I'd have to be up at like five o'clock in the morning or whatever to get my stuff done. Mm -hmm. So Selena at preschool, uh, they asked her, what does your mommy do? And Selena said, my mommy works in hotels at night. (laughs) <laughs> my mommy goes to the hotels at night. That's what my mommy does for work. <laughs> like, <laughs> that can be interesting. I'm like, a lady of the night. What the heck? That's what mommy. <laughs> talking about. Mommy, I'm not really? even in the hotels all the time. She's like, yeah, my mommy, she makes money going to hotels at night. <laughs> so, um, She's older now, you know, I share a little bit more about with about the business and I and I call it our business. I don't know why, but I just do. I say she works for our company or like that's one of our customers or like this is a you know, and she she very much understands that I'm the owner of this company and, you know, that people work for us. But I think that it's still just very abstract, like she doesn't really understand the obviously all the ins and outs of it. She does sometimes mimic and sometimes she's like the polar opposite of me. So I'm in beauty, right? Like as in essence, like my, my bridal company is my bread and butter. Um, Selena could not be less interested in makeup. She's got this whole beautiful makeup studio and she's just like, I think makeup's gross. I'm like, oh, of course you do. Of course you do. Um, her best friend asked me to be a, uh, The makeup artist at like her little girl spa birthday party. And that was the one time Selena was like, Wow, my mom's so cool. Like all these little girls got like little mini makeovers by me and they loved it. Selena's like, I want that. But I did see just this past summer, she started her own snowball stand where she like dragged out her kitchen, she put up a sign, we had slushies and she was like, I'm selling them for two dollars and fifty cents. And I was like, (laughs) Wow. <laughs> That's my little Is she doesn't I'm have to do that right i don't care what she wants to doing as long as she's happy it's what we all say because it's true um yeah. i do hope that the independence that they see that and that somehow it inspires them
0: oh yeah my kids they play restaurant and they overcharge me and my husband all the time for their meals like, they're like well that will be two hundred dollars what for a brownie are you <laughs> kidding? well i have to make money mommy i'm like wow okay um they they Need to understand the value of a dollar because I'm not paying $200 for a brownie, oh. <laughs> but they're they are having that entrepreneurial spirit just like push through. They're thinking mm-hmm. of ideas. My son, my oldest son, says that he wants to be an architect and he wants to own a construction company. And he oh. said that he said, "Mommy, I'm going to have a coffee stand so that when when my workers come in, they can have as much coffee as they want when they come to work. Like he's already thinking about. Not even just being a you know an entrepreneur, but he's also thinking about being a great boss. Culture, he's already thinking. Right. About the- yes, I That's love awesome. it. I love it. So, um, any tips and tricks for the mompreneurs out there who are contemplating making that move to starting a business, um, feeling discouraged or dealing with mom guilt? Any um, y'all can fire off whatever tips that you think would be really good for those listening outside of the ones we already gave so far.
2: Um, I think. Don't be overwhelmed with the end goal, if that makes sense. You know, um, you got to take it step by step. Do your research, get your business bank account, file your, you know, your LLC. Like you got to write out all the steps because a lot of times it's so overwhelming. The idea of starting a business, make a checklist and start off step by step you could just be wanting to do it for so long, but then always scared to make the move.
0: Yes. It's a journey. It's like pace yourself, give yourself achievable goals, but mm-hmm. also make sure you're still being accountable for getting the work done. And you're not just like procrastinating. So yes, that's a, that's a great tip.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, if we're talking specifically about moms, cause I think that, you know, you hit the nail on the head, that's exactly it's baby steps. Right. And even if you're not a mom and you're just a, you know, independent single woman trying to start a business when you're working full time for a corporation, it's the same thing. You have to carve out that and make those actionable steps, take action. So for some people, it really helps to like put your, you know, actions where your mouth is. If you're going to speak about it, it gives you for, at least for me, if I'm going to say something out loud, it puts the pressure on me to really do it. Cause I don't want to walk around looking like a fool. Arielle said that she's going to write a book, but she said that six years ago and it's never happened, you know? Um, Or she says she's going to start a business, but it's never happened. So it's like, find what, what makes you feel like you're holding yourself accountable, make those actual steps. And then for moms, that fear piece, it's like, do you remember when you had a kid, when you literally popped a baby out and you are like, Oh my gosh, what do I do now? Like, there's no, there's no manual. There's no like set like thing I'm supposed to do. I'm just like out here in the world on my own. There are resources and you figure it out. It's the same thing. Having a business is a lot like birthing a child. You, you, nurture it. You do all the things that you need to do to release it into the world. By the time you do that, I mean, the journey is, is incredible and it's very rewarding, but just be patient with yourself. It takes time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Yes. So as we wrap, we always do a moment of silence. So I just want to have a moment of silence for all of the moms out there who are, you know, you're just had, you have this burning desire to take it to the next level and you're feeling down. And I just want to have a moment of silence for you because you can do it, be encouraged and just, start journaling about it. Make your checklist, like Ali said, just start to make your plan. And then eventually, once you start putting action behind that plan, you're going to start meeting the people that's going to help you take it to the next level. You're going to send all that positive energy out into the atmosphere, and it's going to be returned. So a moment of silence. Yes. Yes. I love it. This was an excellent episode. Thank you so much, Ariel. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media and your websites.
1: Sure. So on social media, it's at A-R-I-E-L-L-E-W-I-S, Ariel Lewis, LLC. Uh, my website, my main website is ariellewis.com. A-list.team uh, is our other site. But also if you go on my Instagram page, the little link in the bio gives you like a breakdown
2: of all the sites where you can find me. So just check us out on there.
0: Awesome. This was great. Thank you so much. Any last words, Allie?
2: No, I mean, I'm about to go follow you on Instagram because I'm curious. (laughs) Um, And uh, thank you so much for being so
0: authentic and honest. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for awesome questions. Yes. Awesome. As always, you can visit notforlazymoms.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and make sure you check out our visuals that we're giving you on YouTube on our Not For Lazy Moms YouTube page. So for those who are listening, if you want to put the face with the voice, make sure you follow us on our YouTube channel at Not For Lazy Moms and y'all take care and have a great week.